Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at www.cwcsj.org for service times and directions. Genesis chapter 1 verse 29. Let me just share a few things that are in my spirit this morning. And then we're going to just see what God has. Amen. How many have a spirit of expectation this morning? Hallelujah. All right, six of you clapped your hands, but that's all I need is six of you to agree with me. Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. I'll start there. And when you have it, say amen. It says, so God created man in his own image. You might as well stay there, piano player. Just stay with me. Yeah, just stay with me. So God created man in his own image. And in the image of God, he created him, both male and female. He created them. Then God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion. Somebody say dominion. Dominion. Over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over every living thing. That moves on earth. King James Version says over every creepy thing on earth. That's a word for you women. When there's a creep in your life, you take dominion over him. Amen. (laughs) Psalms chapter 8 verse 3 and 6. Verse 3 says, when I considered... Your heavens, the work of your finger or fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained. What is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you should visit him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels and you have crowned him with glory and honor. Verse six, you have made him to have dominion. Somebody say dominion Dominion. over the works of his hand or your hands. And you have put all things under his feet. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you, we glorify you, we give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Give me just a few minutes. I just want to drop some things in your spirit. And then we're just going to see what God has in store for us today. There is a certain lifestyle that we have been designed and created to live. We read about it in Genesis chapter 1 where God created you in his image. It's a lifestyle of victory. It is a lifestyle of freedom. It is a lifestyle, I believe, of acceleration. And it's also what we call a supernatural lifestyle. It's a lifestyle of faith and insight and revelation. It's what we call a kingdom lifestyle. Something that the Spirit of God began to drop in my spirit earlier in 2013 was this. As a pastor of a church, I saw people get full of God. I seen people get baptized with the Holy Spirit. And I saw people get just uh, 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 grow in the things of God. But for some reason, it never materialized in their natural life. So I began to take notice because if we were all created in the image of God then there should be supernatural acceleration taking place in our lives. 
that everything that we put our hands to do should prosper. Everything that we put our minds to do, that we should accelerate in that. We should accelerate in education. We should accelerate in our business. We should be accelerating in all arenas of life. For those of you who are interested in the arts or entertainment, there is no reason why, as God's people, we shouldn't accelerate. And being in Hollywood, there is no reason why we shouldn't infiltrate Hollywood and begin to bring change through the media. I believe that we've done an injustice to the body of Christ and all the people that have been talented and all the people that have been anointed and all the people that have been called to be shakers and movers in different arenas in life. We have held them within the four walls of the church. When God has anointed us and he has imparted into us one of the greatest things that we could ever have, and that's the very image and the anointing of breakthrough upon our lives, that we can go in any arena of our lives, whether you are a fireman, whether you are a policeman, whether you are a politician, whether you are an entertainer, whether you're a teacher, whatever arena of life you work in, I believe that God has given you the, ex- the ability to excel. But this is where we fall short in the church of God. And that's this. That we have been created in his image. Therefore, we have been called by God to to live what I call a dominion lifestyle. And a dominion lifestyle is a life of victory. It is a life of overcoming. It doesn't mean that we'll never face trials. It doesn't mean that you won't fall. The Bible teaches us that a righteous man will fall seven times but gets up. You have been called to live a dominion lifestyle. And let me just take this a step further. That if we are living anything less than that in which we have been called and ordained by God from the beginning of time, then we are not living in the potential that God has for each and every one of us. Are you with me? So God has called us to live a dominion lifestyle. I often tell my church this. I said, it's not where you start, it's where you finish. See, church, I grew up in San Jose, California, and I grew up on a, in a street called Genie Avenue. Now, I don't know if you know anything about Genie Avenue. I'm not a product of Genie Avenue because I stayed indoors because I wasn't much of a fighter in school. I was more of an athlete kind of guy. But I seen how the enemy devastated my neighbors. And being surrounded by that atmosphere, yes, it influenced me a little bit. And the most... Exciting days of our lives, I remember as a kid, the most exciting days of our lives is when uh, was the first and the 15th. The mailman was Santa Claus on the first and the 15th. Why? Because I knew that once the first and 15th came, mom was taking us to the burger pit. So I grew up with this mentality of, 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 of being supportive rather than walking in the dominion lifestyle in which we all been designed, not just us apostles, not just pastors, not just teachers, not just evangelists or teachers, but every one of us have been given and been interwoven within our DNA with this supernatural lifestyle inside of us. Are you with me? So when God created man, listen closely, when God created man, he started with imparting his own image inside and his own likeness inside of man. He created you. And he says, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to create him in his image. But you know what the first command he gave man after he created him? To go and have dominion. That was the first command. He says, hey, I've created you in my image. Therefore, there should be no lack and there should be no limitations in your life. That if you have the opportunity or you just dream 
and you dream big, you have the opportunity to fulfill those dreams. Not, not because of your talent, but it's because of what God has developed inside of you and what he has interwoven inside of you. Let me just say this. The Bible teaches us this. That God gives us in Deuteronomy, God gives us the power to gain wealth. That means this, that whatever God gives us the ability to see, he gave us our brain. And, and it's all up to you what you use your brain for. God has given you the ability. Why? Because when he sat to design you, he says, you know what? I'm going to create this people and they are going to be successful. Why? Because they're going to make daddy proud because I've made them after my image. And somehow, some way, life has a tendency of getting in the way, doesn't it? I bet you if I knew you when you were just a little boy or little girl and I was in your kindergarten class, this is what you would say if I asked you, what are you going to be when you grow up? I'm going to be a fire engine. I'm going to be an engineer. I'm going to be uh, uh, the, the, the starting quarterback to the, of the San Francisco 49ers or the Raiders. They need one, don't they? But <laughs> you, had, you had a dream to do something big, but somehow, some way, life has a tendency of laying on you. And you started out like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to become the next president. I'm going to be the first Hispanic president in the United States. I'm going to be the first Chinese president in the United States. I'm going to be the first African-American president in the United States. You had big dreams, but somehow, some way, life has a tendency of catching up to us. Before you know it, we start settling for mediocrity. Before you know it, we start settling because we have been influenced by the surroundings in which we grew up in. Before you know it, you start carrying, well, my mother worked in a plant, so therefore I'm going to work in a plant. My father was an alcoholic, therefore I'm going to be an alcoholic. Before you know it, we start inheriting the bad stuff in life rather than the good stuff in which God has designed you to be. Are you with me? There is a lifestyle that God has called us to live. And I coined that, fla- uh, that phrase not because I have a church called Dominion Lifestyle. It's because I got it from the Word of God. When I read in Genesis and I sat there and I began to meditate on when God sat down to create man, he looked at him. He says, I'm going to create him in my image. That's good. That's good. Because part of the design that God had for us is interwoven. It's in our DNA to be successful. It's in our DNA to live above and not beneath. It's in our DNA to go over and not under. It is in our DNA to, to, really, to really excel in our walk with God. It's in you. That's why when we choose to live in defeat, it just doesn't sit right with us. You look around you and you're saying, I know I'm supposed to do something better. I know I'm supposed to be a better father. I know I'm supposed to be a better mother. I know I'm supposed to excel in my work. I know I'm supposed to have my own business. I know I'm supposed to be one that not only uh, is blessed financially, but God wants to bless me so I can be a blessing to others. You were created in the image of God. The word dominion means this, the power or right of governing and controlling or controlling to have a sovereign to have sovereign authority and the lifestyle means a way of life behavior a conduct habits style of living and when i put the two together this is what i come up with that we have the power of god and his authority that governs our lives to impact our behavior our conduct and our habits to produce 
a victorious lifestyle. I've learned early on in my walk with God that if we're not living in victory, it's because we don't want to live in victory. If we don't want to live in obedience, it's because we want to live in disobedience. I found out one thing, man, that how many know that God is a God of principles and prerequisites? You do not get all of God's promises if you're not willing to give all that you have to him. That's just his rules. He made it. I'm just a messenger. I didn't write the book. There are prerequisites in inheriting the things of the kingdom. God has called us to to give of ourselves over to him so that he can release his blessings upon us. And if you think you've met, you've received blessing now at the level that you're at, can you imagine when you challenge yourself to take yourself higher in Jesus' name? What has in store for you? Because I truly believe that on the other side of your obedience waits tremendous breakthrough. And I shared this with the church earlier today, but it, it, it bears repeating that many of you, the reason why this message is, is, is ringing in your ear is because the breakthrough that God wants to bring you, it's not just for you, but it's for your family as well. I know what it's like to struggle with what I call pet devils in my life. It was a pet devil that I would let, let, let nobody touch. I took care of it. I even protected it. And there are many of us that we have our pet devils and we don't want nobody. When you hear the preacher t- talking about this stuff right away, you start caressing that pet devil. Hey, oh, he's not talking to you. Don't get offended. <laughs> and God is saying, no, no, I brought you here for such a time as this, is that I want to kill that pet devil. I want to set you free and I want to raise you up to new levels in him. God's calling us to go higher. He's calling us to go higher. And if we accept where we are, I'm going to tell you what, the graveyards are full of people who never walked in the potential and the power that God had in store for them. We buried too many good books, too many good music, too many good businesses, too many, a lot of good things in the grave because people didn't understand the revelation that they were created in the image of God. Therefore, you were created to excel, to accelerate and to succeed in life. Uh, how do we walk in this dominion lifestyle? There's three things that the Lord began to show me that are extremely important because a supernatural lifestyle is a progression, a progressive lifestyle. It's a, it's a lifestyle of, of living a, a, dominion, a dominion lifestyle, and it begins with good habits. When you start developing good habits... And your good habits produce a good uh, character. And your good character produces a lifestyle. And eventually a lifestyle produces a culture. Those are the things that the Spirit of God began to show me. That if I was going to live this dominion lifestyle, I had to break some old habits of mine. And I had to renew my mind. And I had to let the Spirit of God go deep where no, I didn't let nobody. I had to let the Spirit of God go below the waterline of my heart and begin to deal with the real issues of insecurity, of rejection, even witchcraft in my life that I didn't even know I had. See, this stuff is real. A lot of times we, we, we don't think that the realms of the spirit are real, but the Bible says it's the realms of the spirit that created the natural realm. A lot of times we don't think that folks that come in to church aren't full of witchcraft. When the Bible says that, 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 that it's our rebellion is as the form of witchcraft. And I believe a lot of us live the rebellious life or, lifestyle. Therefore, there's some stuff there 
that we seem to ignore even though it's in our face. We're rebellious. We come into the church and we're wondering why people are looking at us like we witchy poo. Some things in our lives and we, we tend to ignore these things and God's trying to bring them to your attention because God don't see you how you are, but how you're going to look like if you would just give him the chance to come in and clean some things up. Are you with me this morning? Hallelujah. Why is it important? Why is it important for you and me to live a lifestyle of victory? Why is it important for us to, to, to be agents of the kingdom of God and to become the altars upon which God's fire will fall upon? Why is it important for us to live this lifestyle? Because your family is counting on it. Your children are counting on it. Your children's children are counting on it. It is important. The world is counting on it. And as, I, as I've been here the last couple of days in San Jose and I see all the incredible things that are going on with the tech world and how Apple's building a whole new city just right here and the 49ers building a new stadium and Samsung's building another uh, mega city there off of First Street. And I see all the prosperity coming to San Jose. But I learned something that even those prosperous people, even those, even those up and outers, they need God. And it's the power of God that is released through God's people, not just the fivefold ministers, but I'm talking about everybody in the house of God. When you get a revelation of who you are, when you get a revelation of God's goodness and his power inside you, it'll revolutionize your life. It'll change the way you think. It'll change the way you come to church. You won't come to church with the attitude as, you know what, God, I dare you to bless me this evening or I dare you to bless me. You'll come in knowing that I got to raise God up. I got to lift God up. I got to lift my hands and declare the glory of God. I got to declare his goodness over my life. Because it is God that gives me the power to live in victory. I'm not talking about being perfect. That'll, that'll come around. But we need to start where we're at. And it starts by allowing the spirit of God to begin to demolish strongholds in our minds. A word the Lord gave me was very interesting because as I was building this church... My philosophy was this, that God didn't call us to build a church. He called me to build an army. Because I realized that in order for us to advance the kingdom and the territory in which God gave us, and I live in a very, very spiritually violent territory. I live in a territory where there are witches and warlocks. I live in a territory where there's perversion and gang violence all around my church. One of the biggest, uh, one of the biggest strip clubs literally across the street from my church, uh, psychics across the street. And I knew that if order for us to take our region for the kingdom of God, I was going to have to teach my people how to be fighters. I was going to have to teach my people how to be warriors. I was going to have to teach God's people how it, what it is to go after the throne room of God and begin to declare the glory of God over our region. Why? Because I found out early that we have the power to change the spiritual climate in a region if we are willing to pray the price, if we are willing to pay the price, if we are willing to put down our, 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 put down our, our tools and begin to pick up our weapons of warfare. 
Many of you, God has given you a prophetic word. Many of you walk into this church every Sunday and you have a prophetic destiny upon your life. But what they didn't tell you is that some of you got to fight for your prophetic destiny because your destiny will not come if you're just sitting on your chair and doing nothing with it. Some destinies, some destinies you're going to have to fight for. Ah, for the word of the Lord says this, for he hasn't given us. A spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I just need to go with what the Spirit of God is saying is this. Is that did you know that most of the Apostle Paul's writings, he always says something about warfare. And yet we ignore the subject completely. In 1 Corinthians, he talks about the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God for pulling down strongholds. Listen, you're going to have to fight for your freedom sometimes. Some of you, you've had everybody lay hands on you. You've had so much oil poured upon your head that we can deep fry you and you're still walking with the same devil. There are some things that we're going to have to fight for. There is just some freedoms that we're going to have to fight in warfare after. There is just some things that you're going to have to fight for the freedom and the destiny of your children so that they can be the beneficiaries of God's glory upon their lives. Give the Lord a big clap and a shout this morning. He's worthy of our praises. For the weapons of our warfare, they're mighty through God. The word warfare in the Greek literally means an apostolic career in a military lifestyle. But you know what? There's a lot of pansy preachers out there that are not af- they're afraid to challenge their people and say, Hey, if you don't learn how to fight, you're going to die an alcoholic just like your dad did. All right. My dad was a player. And you know what? I was going up the same road as him. All unfaithful to his, to mama. Leah left us when we were still young. And you know what the devil told me? You're going to be the same way. My mama used to tell me that in my ear all the time. Vas a ser igual como tu papa. And I walked around. That I'm going to be like my dad. Many of you people have spoken and even cursed your life. And that's not what you want. You want something better. You want to do something great. You want to be a great father. You want to be a great mother. You want to be able to raise your children to be champions for the kingdom of God. But church, you're going to have to fight for your prophetic destiny. Because destiny is waiting for you just on the other side of your ability to put on your weapons of warfare and begin to go after the promises of God. Are you with me this morning? You've been called to live the dominion lifestyle. God is revealing this revelation to you even as we speak. God is beginning to let you see what can be yours, what you can be like. When we see somebody who is radical for God, who is turned on to Jesus, what do we call them? Religious. Yet they're the ones that are, that are receiving all the inheritance that God has for them. They're walking in breakthrough. It's amazing that but if we were to see them in the realms of the spirit, they walk in dark, but every step they take, there's light there. Why? Because they're people of dominion. And they change people's lives. They change atmospheres. They change spiritual climates. When you walk into a workplace and you don't like your boss, when you're full of God, things change. Everywhere you go, you're an influence. Why? Because you got God oozing out of you. 
See, God wants to put some of you in front of some influential people. But he's looking for Joseph's men that he can trust with some integrity, some character, with his presence. Because God wants to bring you in front of presidents. He wants to bring you in front of CEOs. He wants to bring you in front of movies and shakers. Why? Because they need to hear your message. They may not want to hear what I got to say, but they would want to hear what you got to say. I got a friend in Chicago who's pastors one of the biggest churches in America. And although everybody, all of us uh, conservative people, we spend our time all mad at, at, at President Obama because we watch Fox News all day and they hate him, so we hate him. But God raises this man of God up in Assemblies of God pastor who has one of the greatest churches in America. And guess what? He sits on the cabin of President Obama. He's got his ear that he can whisper the promises of God into him. Somebody, listen, somebody's got to catch the revelation of living the dominion lifestyle because there are some people that God needs to put you in front of. But if you're too busy being towed up from the floor up and beat up, he's going to try to put you in front of Jay-Z. What you going to do, run? I don't deserve to be in front of Jay-Z. Why not? You're a child of the Most High God. Your bank account may not be as big, but that don't mean you can't influence him. Well, my brother-in-law is Will Smith's personal wardrobe guy. And I prophesied to my brother. I said, what are you doing? You're wasting time. God has put you in front of the, some of the biggest stars in the world. He's in New Orleans right now working with The Rock on his new movie. And I tell him, brother, what are you doing? God put you in front of these people so that you can influence them. You don't have to be intimidated by their bank account. You don't have to be intimidated by their status because you are a child of the Most High God. you got God interwoven in your DNA. You have been called to live a dominion lifestyle. And God has put you in front of these people to bring change. Uh, some of y'all looking at me like, this fool is crazy. Well, you know why God gave me this message? Because I'm tired of being broke. I'm sick and tired. You know what? I got shut out this Christmas, Pastor Dan, because we didn't have the money to get Big Bobby a gift. And I'm not trying to get you to look all sorry at me. No, I said, it spoke to me. And the Lord says, hey, I've called you to live a dominion lifestyle. You are more than just a preacher. You're a businessman too. I gave you a brain to excel. Why don't you start using it to bring something in and do something? Okay, I got a Starbucks card from one of my members, okay? But at the end of the day, I had to look at myself in the mirror and say, it's your fault. It's like this, not no one else's. God began to just change my brain, man. Begin to tear down the limitations in my life. That I wasn't going to be like my dad. That I wasn't going to live a, a, a day late and a dollar short all the time. But I was actually going to do something to, 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 to advance my family forward. Let me close with this story. A few years ago, I had the opportunity. Let me show you how the dominion, God began to deal with me and work with me and even bless me. Well, you know, there's a scripture in Hosea says, God, bring us revival in the midst of our bondage. That's how amazing God's grace is that even through our stuff, God will still reach down and pull you out. Watch this. This is amazing. This is just amazing. And just let me remind you, I'm an East Sider just like you. I'm born and raised in East San Jose, right here on Story and Galahad, right down the street. That corner house right there, I used to live there. 
I went to Goss Elementary School, so I grew up on these side of the tracks, too. So I'm not trying to preach you a message of, of hope, and I myself haven't been there. But let me tell you what God, how God's good. God began to show me that God has called us to be blessed people so that we can not only be blessed for ourselves, but be blessings for other people. So watch this. A few years ago, 1994, 95, God called me to go to Oral Roberts University, one of the most prestigious colleges in America. I didn't know how I was going to do it. Never graduated from high school. I didn't go to high school. I went to school high. Right? I got a GED. God says, I want you to go to Oral Roberts University. I said, okay, I'm going to go. I didn't know how I was going to pay for it. You got to understand, it's cost about $30,000 at that time to attend school for one year. Because it's a private Christian university. I didn't know how I was going to get there. I didn't know how I was going to do it. I knew that, God, if I graduate from this school, if I even graduate from this school, I'm going to owe, what, $150,000. i am going to be in debt by the time I get out of school. But guess what? I decided to break the limitations off my life. And I said, God, I'm going to go for it. I'm not going to allow because I was born and raised in East San Jose and everybody in my, my family never graduated from high school, never didn't really do a whole lot. I said, God, I'm not going to let that slow me down. I get up and I take my wife and my two-year-old son, two-year-old son at the time and we drive all the way to Oklahoma. And I don't even know how I'm going to pay for this. I said, God, you called me to go to the school. So here I am thinking, maybe I'm going to meet Jerry Jones, owner of the Cowboys. On the way there, he's going to write me a check for $150,000 so he can pay for my school. Seriously, I thought about that. I said, God's going to bless me somehow, some way. He's going to open door for me to attend school. I don't know how. So we get there. And it's snowing and it's cold. And we're from California. And it just don't snow and get cold in San Jose or L.A. like it does there. My doors are frozen shut. So we go to school, and I'm there registering, right? And I'm at the administration office, and I'm registering. And the lady shows me the bill of what I'm going to owe after my four years of school there. And I said, no, devil, you're a liar. You know what, God? Maybe you called the wrong guy. It isn't too late to get in our car and go back home. No, God says, you stick it out. I'm going to provide for you. Watch this. I'm going to provide for you. Well, while I, was, while I was signing up for school, my wife never told me that she had an, in, uh, she had an interview with Richard Roberts to work in, in his admissions department. So when I get home, my wife is waiting there for me. And I said, look it. And she goes, let me tell you what happened today. I got hired just to be a receptionist at ORU. And you know what the benefits are? And I said, what are they? Either I go to school free or you go to school free. I don't owe them nothing because God is a God of promises. He is a God that is a provider and he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. So if you're wondering why I'm on fire for God and I won't stop for God because he's brought me out of some things. He set my feet upon a rock and now he directs my path. And the amazing thing is this, that if God can do it for me, he can do it for you. Pastor Dan, your church wore me out. So Jesus is still in the miracle working business. Jesus is saying, for this reason, the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of darkness. 
that he might destroy that spirit of lack and limitation that is upon the church. Many of us, we have failed when we've tried something and because we failed, we're afraid to do it again. And God says, no, 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 no. You, 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 I brought you through that reason. I was in that failure. It's all about perception. It's all about perception. What did I learn? What did I learn from my times of defeat? What did I learn from my times in bondage? What did I learn when I was always just uh, broke? God, you're able. See, I was reading today in the Bible, and I was reading, I was sharing with my best friend today. I said, bro, let me tell you something. Look what the scripture says. I began to read him a story about David. When God had brought him 400 men that were in debt, they were distressed and destitutioned. And I said, pastor, I told him, my best friend, I said, bro, that's my church is full of people who are in debt. They're full of destitution and they're full of, uh, 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 you know, all kinds of deeds, you name it, devils too. But see, God raises up people like David. And David is a type of apostle. He is a type of Jesus who's a deliverer, who's a man that's not afraid to put on his sword and go to battle. And I was, as I was reading that story, the revelation came to me that God had, had given him the sword that Goliath had. Now listen, I'm reading this and I'm saying to myself, wow, look at this. And the prophet Gad began to prophesy over David. And he says, David, go get that sword. He says, get out of the stronghold and move in to the thing that God has for you. That's what the prophet spoke to him. And the Lord is even speaking to us today. He's saying, get out, get out, get out of that stronghold and begin to put your sword back on. Because on the other side of your obedience comes breakthrough. On the other side of your obedience, there is a blessing that cannot be explained. Some of you are so desperate for God and you need a blessing. Well, God says, I want to show myself strong on your behalf. I want to show, the Lord says, my eyes run to and fro throughout the earth that he may show himself strong on behalf of those whose hearts are perfect towards him I don't know about you but that's what I want God I may not be perfect but my heart see David wasn't a perfect man but he had a heart after God that's a powerful principle to learn maybe you were last night maybe you were at myths lounge and tavern last night Maybe you were at the local lounge last night, but that don't mean God don't want to bless you. God blesses what he possesses. Do you agree that this morning? Let's stand. Let's stand. Let me have that before. The Spirit of God is here. I don't even know if this altar is going to be big enough, but we're going to give it a shot. Because I I see it in your eyes that there's something inside you that says, dude, I agree with what you're saying. I see the fire in your eyes because you're just sick and tired of being sick and tired. You're tired of living a life of mediocrity and you know that God has a bigger and a better plan for your life. 
And all you got to do is say, Father, I'm going to take it one second at a time. Not even a day at a time. One second at a time. I'm going to take this one step towards you. Because his word says this. You draw near unto me and I will draw near unto you. God is so awesome that he waits for you to respond. So that way he can flood you with his goodness. Let's lift our hands. Father, in Jesus' name. Thank you for the anointing that's here. I see the dew of heaven just falling in this place. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at www.cwcsj.org.